Welcome back to the Character Corner Podcast. Your host Chris here with Deepom, and we are almost to the end of our Into the Hickman Verse series on the Character Corner Podcast. I think this is episode ten for this. There's going to be eleven mm-hmm. parts that we wrap up with uh, the X Men. But before we get to there, uh, we get the end of the Marvel six one six and Ultimate Universes, and then the recreation of the Marvel Universe. Again, because Hickman likes breaking things and putting them back together. Um, talking Secret Wars here. This is like, I want to say the third or fourth time we've talked about this across the network at some point. I think we've done True. Combo Book Club. I think we've done, uh, I think, I know we've done, a, uh, I don't know if it's a character corner or something like that before. We've done um, a Super Tuesday recap. I know we, I think at one point we talked about it with Justin. Like, We've yep. gone through this several times, uh, and for good reason. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, let's just jump right in there. So what do you think? I want to start with issue zero. Yes, I did too. It was the free comic book day issue. It was the, the, the kind of, you know, you haven't been reading so far. Here's everything that's happened, told to you by a very young Valeria Richards. It makes you feel dumb while you read it. Yes. And... For me, it's impressive because it's able to make this whole sweeping thing feel super concise mm-hmm. <laughs> and like relatively straightforward, and we know it's not. Well, it's, it's funny you bring that up because, again, as usual, we don't talk before we do these shows as part of the no. appeal of this. Um, I was thinking about this as I read this for like my 10th time um, <laughs> going through this, but again, you know, there's usually enough time in between, and yes, we just you know read all of time runs out and all the lead up to this but i was reading this and when you when you read the because it's if you include the the free comic book day issue is 10 uh 10 issues if not it's just nine mm-hmm. but when you read all the nine there's a lot going on here because remember secret wars wasn't just the main secret Wars was the main book there were other books related to this that hickman um either consulted on he might have even written a couple of them i can't remember if he wrote a couple of them or not but it's much like what he's doing with X-Men where he wrote the main book, but then there's a whole universe and world out there around this. Like there's the Thors and there's a lot of actually good books out here. I think there was a Thanos mm-hmm. book at one point. Like there's a lot of good books out here to kind of flush out the entire world of battle world of, of this world. But Hickman's way of writing these complicated things is you can just read Secret Wars and get enough of it. You don't need to read those other things. Now, when you read Secret Wars, you might want to go back and read those like, wait, wait, this is. Jane Foster's Thor's with the Thor's. Hey, what's going on? How'd that happen? What's going on over right. there? You know, you got, you know, Carol chilling at Bar Sinister with Sinister. Like, you got the Maestro. Like, you got all Carol's these things the you kind of want to. You said what? Carol's the best. Yeah. <laughs> you got all these things you kind of want to say, well, I maybe want to go check these things out, but you don't have to because he puts enough of, of the in there for you to get the main story throughout this whole thing. And so it's fine, but like again, it's it's just one of those things of it's very it, it's how Hickman does it. The same thing with the X Men books. Like you, it's 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 the opposite of what usually happens with events, right? Where sometimes with events is like you have to read those other books and in order to understand the main story. Here, you can read the main story and be fine, but he makes you want to read those other books. It drives your reading to the other writers and artists and other people out there because you're like, wait, now I want to know more about this thing. Well, if you want to know mm-hmm. about the thing, go read that book over there. You don't have to, 
but you know you want to, right? That's how he got me with X-Men, right? It's like, you don't need to read Marauders, but you know you want to. Go but you know you want to. Yeah, you know, you know you want to do that. You know, you know you want to read X-Force, you know? You it's see what, you, it's you, interesting because it's the opposite of, you hear this complaint sometime where it's like, oh, I wish that was a thread that had been pulled upon. Mm-hmm. And now you get the people who say, there's too many tie-in books. Like, wait a second. Either we're exploring the ideas or not. And right, and to be fair, you know, and not even just prior to this, like still even now, there's times when across the 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 big two, when there's mm-hmm. an event. I mean, I thought I talked about this when we talked about death metal. Like death metal drove me crazy because it's like I had you have to read those other books to really you have to you know it, right right um you you have to the the it, it was just it, and it was just so confusing and, and, and much and things like that and i get why people thought that and so people said the same thing about secret wars but when you actually read it we're like actually no, no 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 you don't need to you don't need to the problem is you're complaining about it is you want to right <laughs> you're compl- there's a difference here there's a difference between needing to read them to understand the story versus wanting to read them and realizing that my pockets are, are, are not fat enough to read to buy all these books. Jonathan Dickman has declared war on my pockets mm-hmm. and he's winning. Yeah, you know, because again, he does the same thing with X-Men. It's like, you ain't gonna read all the mixed books. You don't have to. You don't, you don't have to. But, you know, you want to. You know you do. Why would you read New Mutants? Counterpoint, why wouldn't when you, you read right. New Mutants? <laughs> exactly. So, um, so there's that. And then <laughs> we got to talk about it too. Oh, man, that artwork, man. So, okay, again, we do not talk before this. But the entire time you're talking about all the things that he was able to pull off, I go, I always wanted to say, it's really a lot easier, too, when Esad Rubik is painting beautiful things behind the words you're putting he's also, he's also, I think he's also still drawing the um, Eternals book. And I'm just like, yes, God damn it, man. <laughs> like, I'm not saying everything needs to be drawn like this, but like, uh, (laughs) but But when it is, (laughs) nigga, I'm in, right? I am all the way in. It's just, it's, it's literally one of those things of like, it's, this is, this is art. Like, do you put this in a museum somewhere on display? It's just, it, it just, it, it draws you in. And I think for, what they're what's going on in Secret Wars is necessary. I mean, you're you're you 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 have Doom being God, and so you need a book that's drawn to show what you know a book from God's perspective will look like. Like it's just, oh man, I love the artwork in this. Like I I, I started reading it again. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot this artwork is amazing. <laughs> it just it it draws you in. You you just. Yeah. You start reading and you just can't stop. And it's again another one of those things of just in comic books and it being a visual medium. Hey, I don't care what anybody says, artwork matters. It does. It does. It it enhances. And it has to say that the other um books that, that Hickman wrote uh that, that that didn't have this artwork weren't good. No, obviously they were great. We still love them, but it just makes you think it's like, yeah, but then you get to this and you're like, this is another level. This is it's it's it brings a level of clarity of purpose. Like there's no question about what the image is, what you're trying to give a obviously practically, but also emotionally. I mean, again, one of my favorite uh, I think it's um either seven or eight. Uh, they might be eight. It's when uh Doom kills Thanos, and it's just that 
just the disgust of that whole band that saw, saw the panels of them talking and then Doom just going <laughs> just, just ripping his spine out. It's just yeah. it's it's so you feel it, right? You do. Right. Like it's just you feel the grand and I think that's the thing, right? I don't think I could handle I think that might even be one of the problems with not even a problem, but it's like when I read Eternals, I was like, I gotta take a break. Like I'm reading Eternals, I'm like, oh man, this is like the story is is, is good, but it's not this epic. <laughs> and so I need a I need a little bit of a break. But like when you're reading this, you see it's just like, oh, okay. All right, all right. You know, it's just it you just your the artwork is just so damn, so damn good. Um so um we're obviously going to talk about the meta commentary of this, and and, and obviously, and what we talk about. But what I also love about this is you can also, with all these big concepts that Hickman does, you can break them down into the simple concept. So, in the Avengers and New Avengers stories, we had the story of Steve and Stephen, Stephen, uh, uh, Tony, right, and the two opposites. Here, you kind of get the same thing. Is is again Doom and Reed, uh, but even the way they portray it, right? Because you, you also can throw in Steven in there as a little bit, right? Where on mm-hmm. the Doom side, you have this idea of, you know, it with Doom and Steven, you have two people that are not good men, right? Steven will openly admit his flaws and know that he is not a good man, right? And Doom, on the other hand, likes to do this whole thing of pretending that his way is a highway, that he's a god, that his ways are right, but he knows deep down inside, and we get that towards the end, that he knows he's not right, right? But he never wants to admit it, right? And there's that part of, I think it's an issue four, where you kind of get, because that's the thing too that Hitman does, he never tells you the linear story, never gives you exactly how we got there right away, where you have that moment when they show you how uh, Doom defeated the Beyonders, and it was him and Steven there, and Steven didn't take on the power, said, I can't do it, you do it, it must be you, right? Again, that's where Steven knows his limitation, knows where someone says, so as much as he's not a good man, he recognizes that and knows that he shouldn't have that, right? Right. Then you get Reed on the side, who you can also make the arguments <laughs> for all the things we've seen. Reed isn't necessarily a good man either, but is also grounded in his family, right? Doom, Steven, their whole ways is going and taking themselves, removing themselves from everybody else. They alone take on all the responsibility Reed understands his flaws, and again, just like we got in, in the Hickman series with, with Fantastic Four, his family was makes Reed different. It's what makes him different right. from the Maker, what made him different from all the other Reeds, and here's what makes him different than Doom, right? And, and I love that with all the things going on and all these big concepts that Hickman throws out there, you can always break it down to some simple things. And so, jumping to the end, you get the simple fight between Doom and Reed, where it literally just ends with Doom having to admit <laughs> that Reed is better. It's a better man. Um, it's the fact uh, that this whole thing, like you can go back to Shield and we'll talk about obviously big contest, but like it comes down to two point of views, and in the end, it comes down to one guy being like, "Fine, you're right." Right. <laughs> Someone that's been like a this has been a ten part argument that ends with Doom being like, "Fine, you're right." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your way is just objectively better fine you're right yeah right and and that's the thing right it's it's understanding those limitations right growing from them and again the whole thing of 
you know, Reed even telling the Dooms, like, your way is to hold on tighter to these things so you don't lose control, <laughs> right? And again, like I said, we'll get towards the end of this podcast, we'll get into the meta commentary and what that means about comics and things like that. But like, even this, you see that. And, and honestly, it's not too different than the argument we were having from Steven and Tony and the fact that though, like, in a way, that was Steve. <laughs> Steve wanted to wrap himself and be so tight around this stuff in some ways. And, and Tony kind of, you know, played around with it, but was open and honest about the fact, well, not even honest about it, but like was resigned to the fact of like, can't win, but I'm going to play the part and I'm going to, you know, not share this. And so you get this level of selfishness across the board and reads the one that comes in. And again, out of all the people we've seen, he's the one that also has a family. He's the family man that is, you know, driven and motivated by the fact that he has more things that are responsible for, right? There's even that moment when Doom is talking to T'Challa about this, I think. Um, about the fact that, like, you know, well, he, when he's talking, he's actually, Doom is talking to, God Doom is talking to T'Challa and Namor, basically saying, like, come on, yo, we're kings. We know. You know what I did here. You guys can, it doesn't, it doesn't take much for you to think past what I've done and, and see that if this is what you would do as a king, imagine what you, the responsibilities of a god, right? And we got all of that through Mm-hmm. You know the Avengers, New Avengers run. We saw that. We saw that going in there. Conflicts so, un- unfolding in front of us. Exactly. So we got all of that, and and again through all the stuff, and even with Reed during that time, the one thing we noticed was Reed was separated from his family. Right. Right. And and so and then literally in I guess issue one, you literally have him physically torn from his family at that moment because yeah. life rest blows apart, and. In the end, it's, you know, yes, he wants to put the world back together, but, and they, and they, and I love the fact that Hickman never explicitly comes out and says it, but you know it. He wants his fucking family back. That's what's motivated. Dog, the maddest Reed gets is when he's like, you made yourself God, and the first thing you did was take my fucking family? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you fucking serious, Victor? Right. Yeah. You know? Or you, at that moment when he, he sees Susan, she says, you know, he says, Doom, you mean God, I mean Victor. <laughs> I mean Victor. <laughs> Fuck that <noise>. yeah. <laughs> You know, but, but it's that thing. It's like, he's the one person that's motivated by something a little bit bigger than himself. The, the family, the... What, it's and it's not, the selfishness yeah. versus selflessness. I need, I need more to give more uh-huh. versus I need to hold on to what I have. Right. And so... It's, it's, it, and, and again, when you look back to what he did with Fantastic Four and all these things, it's always something so simple, <laughs> right? It always comes down to these simple concepts in these stories. And that's what makes them so fun because they're, they're not, it, it shouldn't be that simple, but it is. And when you think about so many things that we deal with in real life, well, a lot of them seem complicated, but they honestly, they come down to the stuff. People holding on to holding so tight on because of to power, because of fear, right? Being unafraid to let go, not having the ability to look past themselves and be empathetic and things like that, right? Unfortunately, we see this stuff way too much in real life. But right. like we took this around, we throw superpower villains in there and, and, and superpower heroes in there, and it's the same thing, right? Nobody wants to admit it, but it's the same thing. 
you know the the whole thing of repeatedly going back and forth and all the people coming in to see Reese and not giving him something to eat right <laughs> and then the one person do it is, is Miles and I I'm sorry that's still one of my favorite panels with Peter and Miles in there <laughs> Peter, how do you forget you have a hamburger in your pocket we've been busy it's a hamburger hamburgers are what I like puberty is rough Pete I'm starving all day uh, I'm starving all day long because I'm going to be big. No, Miles. I mean, where did you get where did you get it? Don't say your pockets. From home. You know, my earth. So you're telling me that's an eight-year, three-week-old hamburger. I don't think suspended animation counts. Okay, so that's a three-week-old hamburger? Yeah. And? <laughs> oh, man. He shouldn't eat that. <laughs> like, like, no, I love that he has to walk him through the like, walk him through, walk him through the logic. It's like, how old is, where'd you get the pot? Where'd you get the hamburger from? How old is it? Yeah. So should should he should he eat Stay that? Say out loud, Miles. Say out loud. Oh <laughs> no. Should should he eat that? No. You know. But it's that thing, right? And 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 you know, Miles is rewarded for that later on by by Reese bringing his mother back and things like that. Um, but it's also the thing of the the details, right? So. Doom was so concerned about holding on to the tight. He misses little details. Like the source of your power is Reese. You should probably do what you need to do to make sure Reese is happy and has what he needs. And you didn't do that. Right. And, and that's the thing about folks that hold on to power. They become so focused on maintaining it that they actually start losing it because of the things like this. Right. You don't take care of the little things. You, you, you lose the ability to be empathetic. You lose the ability to look out for people and think beyond yourself. You only think about keeping your own power, right? And in the end, that's one of the things that, that ends up costing doom, right? It's yeah. just, you can't get, out of, you can't get out of your own way, right? And even uh, Reed, when he comes in there, is like, sorry, I didn't do that. Basically, I didn't even know you were here, right? You know? And it's even his way of, of, of saying that's a little bit better. And technically, he did bring him home to eat because technically, Reese then turns around and eats the maker. But, you know, close enough. It's a good point, too, actually. <laughs> I hadn't thought right. About that you one. know, technically, he did bring him home to eat. Um, but yeah, it's, it's things like that that just make it, you know, it, it's, it's such a real basic concept with everything that we have on there. Even the fact of Steven himself being the sheriff mm-hmm. and, and this idea that Steven himself punishes himself so much for not being a good man and things like that. But then you start looking at the things that Steven did. It's like, Steven, you're not a good man, but all at the same time, you, put, you knew this was all wrong. And you put things in place to take down Doom. Just in case, right? The fact that, because I, I don't know why it took me this long to realize this. I, I, I forgot that he built Doomstad on a part of the universe that the, the, the gauntlet would work on, right? right? It's things like that. It's like, well, you don't do that if you truly believe and are truly in on this and believe that everything that, that, that Victor is doing is, is right. You know, you, you abdicated your, 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 your powers to him and the responsibility to him at the same time, you knew that none of this was right because right. you were constantly putting things together. Like, he had had the other life raft for three years and just didn't open it, right? <laughs> it's just like, come on, man. Then you put in 
you know, uh, uh, a, a way like to uh, for T'Challa and Namor to get in to your sanctum to get those those items, you know, using the code that you guys use at the Illuminati. Right. It's like, come on, man. Like, you're not a good man. But at the same time, your your awareness of that, it's it's like in, in, a, in a way, Stephen was almost like the the Tony of this. Right. Where. You're punishing yourself. You know, you know things are not the way they're supposed to be, but you put things in place to kind of have somebody who's better than you to come in and actually try to fix them. It goes kind of back to that Miss Marvel mantra that we're going to hear a lot this summer. Good isn't something you are, it's something you do. Mm-hmm. And while Steven's self-crimination of saying that he's a bad man the striving, the, the little things you're doing, the things, the pockets, the choices he's making mm-hmm. are those of a good man. Right. Right. You know? And so I think that that's part of this lesson of the whole thing, too, is that, like, you're not doomed, as it were, because of one past decision, as we see in the end here. Mm-hmm. There's always space for redemption. Right. Right. You know? And, and, yeah. It's just, right. And, like I said, it's it's one of those things of 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 seeing how they did, and and seeing how once again Doom put himself in the position to not just be king but to be a god again, right? Um, which is funny because remember the last time he kind of did that and was given that power, he found it beneath him, right? <laughs> you know, and and turned it down because it wasn't what he wanted. And so when you're seeing him be the god here and do all this stuff, there's this moment of like but that you you've had this power before and you grew tired of it. And so when he has that conversation with Reed, then you're like, Oh, okay. This wasn't just about being a God. This was about being Reed. Right. That's what it is. It's very much about that. Yeah. You're, right. It's, it's not that. Right. So that, that conversation they had when they're fighting, you're wrong. They chose me. If you wish to believe that they only did it in the absence of you very well, but they chose, she chose, she believed. All that I have done, all of this, and you still give me no credit. It's also about that, right? Not getting credit for the work that he's done, right? You, we all know right. that person, right? That's constantly looking for validation, right? Can't you accept that I have done good things here? I'm not blind, Victor. I do accept it, but you could have done more. You closed your hand around everything that it was left and called it yours. You're so afraid of losing the things that you've shaped, saved them, you hold them too tight. You don't, don't you see, Victor? A tree is just a seed in its realized state. This is what always causes your fall, Reed. Abandoning the good because you desire the perfect. I understand now. I know what it, this is. It's the same thing that's always been between you and I. You think you are better than I am. No, Victor, you're wrong. I've always believed you could be better than what you are. No, I mean now, this moment. If you had this power, you think you could have solved it all, solved everything. You think you could have done so much better, don't you? Don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you play that against like Reed's reaction when he gets out of life raft, he yells at at, at Steven. Mm-hmm. Victor Von Doom is a god who rules over everything in this world, and yet you had to weigh that against other considerations. What in the world could you could matter so much that you left us here buried alive? Steven, explain it to me. It's very easy to explain, Reed. He's very good at playing God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's the metaphor of the soap in your fist. Mm-hmm. You squeeze it too tightly, it seeps out through the, the fingers, and you watch as the world collapses around him, but it's also easy to blame Reed. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
if you're it's like this is this only happened because you showed up you son of a bitch well there's that but then also and i think this is the the, the thing where it makes you want to read the other supplementing books Could, and you get enough of it in you get enough of it in the early secret wars issues you can see things are are, are starting to fall apart anyway right you can see mm-hmm. that there are things like again the fact that doom you, know, you 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 never find out, and maybe you do in some of the supplemental books, but I know in the Secret Wars you never find out what exactly Johnny did to be you know labeled a heretic and and then put as the son, right? You he didn't banish uh, uh Ben, but kind of convinced him to be the wall and stuff like be the shield and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. So you see these parts where there's also this doubt, and there's also the thing of fact that. You know, out of all the power he had, and you kind of get that the last moment of of the entire book, Doom never fixed his face. So, the the problem with 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 Doom as God is not only holding on too tight, but one of the reasons why you hold on too tight is you're also not confident in your own abilities. Super insecure. He knows he doesn't deserve it. Right. Like that's the thing, right? And that's that's where you know we we get the end of this is when and and Doom has to admit that Reed's a better man. It's because he knows that, right? And, and all this stuff with all this power, the power of a god, and no matter how much Doom presents themselves as being, you know, the rock, you know, I am Doom, right? The, the, this guy and this blusher that he, he portrays himself as, he's still insecure, especially when it comes to Reed. When it comes to Reed, he is very, very insecure. He thinks, you know, not necessarily, and, and again, it, it comes down to everything. Maybe not even that necessarily that Reed is smarter than him, although that's part of it, but also just that Reed has everything that he, he doesn't have. And so he couldn't, with all the even power, fix his face, right? Not because he couldn't, because he still feels some way of punishing himself. Like, he still doesn't have what he needs to have, right? And that insecurity right there is going to be where those cracks are sleeping in. And you can see that. Because there's that one point when even the the maestro even kind of says like, "Listen, if I wanted to, I I I take this from you, right?" So you see that there are parts and 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 and, and seeds out there, and these these kingdoms of people that don't, you know, truly believe doom. You get a little bit of that when um he takes down, uh, it's Jamie, right? When he takes down, you know, and 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 it's confronting uh, Brian and Jamie about you know, seeding, you know, rebellion and things like that. It's, the stuff is out there. And so it's easy for Doom to continue to blame Reed for his problem because that's what he always does. But a lot of them, right, always, it's always Reed's fault. But a lot of times it's like, well, no, it's not Reed's fault. It's yours. You had the power to do good. And instead you chose to, to kind of lean on your insecurities, take my family, you know, play God, you know, uh, basically take away any dissent because if anybody questions you, then it starts creeping doubt, not into just others. And this never said this outright, but not just creeping down into others, but into you, Victor. Right. Yeah. And so, and, and so I think that is the other thing too, that's so, so well done um, by Hickman here is, putting all this stuff in there without you having to like explicitly say it. You can read between the lines. You can see it not just between this, but then everything else we've written and on to the history between the two characters, 
We know it. And what's more, if you take just the history of the Marvel Universe, what I think is really interesting is the way he also power scales. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so Thor, Doom is God. What's that mean? Well, Thor's are his cops. Shit. Right. <laughs> it means he can snuff out the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It's, it is preying on our notions and, 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 and memories and relationships with these characters to immediately, let's say you just picked up issue zero and said, what's been going on here? And yeah, Strange explains how they took the Beyonder's power and reused it, but what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. And then he snaps Scott. Mm-hmm. And uh, it gets real serious real fast. Yeah. Yeah. When you can see, but again, it's that thing of thinking power means strength. Exactly. Right? Like, the way he 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 does it is the way even the way he divvied out the 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 provinces right and who he put in charge yeah. right there's a lot of villains that are still in charge right yes right <laughs> people he knows right people you know right but and and even that in some of those cases it's like why would you put sinister in charge right you know the idea of sinister is to betray everyone so even in that case right of what he does, you're just like, you're making the wrong, the wrong choices, even in this case, right? You, you put some of these things in here and do this <clears throat> in there. And then there are some things that he does that are a little bit different. The idea of something that, that Reed probably never would have done, you know, the blending of science and magic, because we know that's not Reed's thing, right? So having his share of being Steven. You know, having Valeria still running the foundation and things like that, but like, you know, yeah, it's just her nature is the question thing, right? And I did love that too. I love the fact that at one point when she meets, uh, when she sees Peter in, in uh, uh, Miles, and they're like, "Where's she gonna come down here to to, to see what's underneath the statue and and the secret room and things like?" That. She's like, "Nope." And it's the thing of, and I've always wondered this is, is this one of the things that that doom did when he, mm-hmm. he he did this is he put a limit on that curiosity yes, exactly right because i thought about yeah. that i was like that's not valeria right it's she would val would val would go like because and i think that thing of you could see that the turmoil in her basically this limit of and it kind of reminded me of that time in in new avengers when you know when when Reed and, and Susan show up to see val and they're like it's past uh, little girl's bedtimes in in Laveria, what are you doing here it's almost like Doom put a limit of like she's still a child, she's still a child. So yeah, we're gonna put so. this limit on this idea of this curiosity and have her reach the point because you kept saying there's spiders in my brain and things like this. This idea of I want to go see more, but I'm a child and I shouldn't do these things, right? Which is again, it, it, it sees the difference between Doom and 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 Reed because he's kind of somewhat similar to um. Susan, when Susan says that she had gone out among the people amongst herself, and she was like, "But I," and he was like, "You shouldn't do that." Blah blah. He's like, "I'm only seen if I want to be seen, right?" And that's something yeah. that Reed would never do. Reed would never limit, and and in some cases, almost encourages too much Val. <laughs> and, yeah, it's where Susan's like, "Would you please, honey?" Yeah, she's just a child. She's three. Yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> she's she's a three year old. Can you please stop talking to her and treating her like she's 
like she's 18 or, or older or something like that. Can you, can you, can you stop? Um, but Doom doesn't, right? Doom does the complete opposite, right? Giving them limits to kind of, uh, 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 is of allowing them to really kind of floor? Cause again, is that, that nature of him trying to hold tighter to the power he has. Cause he also knows the thing of, if I let them explore too much, just in who they are, I'll be exposed. Right. Just in nature. And you even see it with Val. Like, Val explores it. She sees it. She's, she just recognizes something's not right. And her thing is, basically, if I keep going down this path, I'm going to find out things that I don't want to find out as a young child that I don't need to know. Right? And I'm like, there's a balance here. Because, uh, not saying Doom is right here, but Val does be getting herself into some shit. So, you know. Yes. Hey, we, we need to, you know, age-appropriate uh, <laughs> things for Val. So. Um, but yeah, it's just, having continued to read this stuff, it just, it, 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 it just, I love kind of going through this stuff and just seeing how this stuff comes in. Cause you get these, you get these great moments and, and things like that, but like, it's also a very simple story. Again, once again, between two men. <laughs> right. So, um, and then there's obviously the meta commentary on comics. On comics, and then like you just break it up larger to society mm-hmm. because it comes down to do you want to put tighter restrictions on society because you're trying to what you think is perfect, or do you open it up and say, here's what we can all be together, something greater than before? Mm-hmm. And it's very explicit what he's saying to comic book readers. Like, your desire to have things one way is killing the industry you say you love. You're choking it to death. You're in, you're, you're, you think that, you got, that, that what you've got is good and what we're searching for is perfect. No, what we're telling you is what we're, we're searching for is what's next. Mm-hmm. And you're stuck on what was. No one's taking away the old books. No one. But Kamala Khan's coming to television. And Miles Morales is going to be the lead character in the Spider-Verse. So the question becomes, do you want to grow and change and evolve with this thing that you say that you love, that you say that you're dedicated to, that you say that you care about? Or are you going to say, well, it doesn't look like the way it used to look, so I don't care about it anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you have to ask yourself, what did you really love? Right. Right. And like you said, we see this with everything. I mean, I've been pretty much avoiding it because, again, it's a cycle. But like the stuff with Star Wars fans and and oh, oh man. like right it's again, it's it's right. It's it's just a, it's just a, it's just a cycle with this shit. And so I don't. But it's the same thing. And and it's also this this thing of the commentary of you never got it in the first place if you're still complaining, right? If, if 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 you are complaining about comics growing, changing, and bringing new characters, then you never got comics to begin with, right? You never got the idea of what comics are supposed to be, particularly Marvel comics, which is literally the world outside your window. So it seems weird to me that if the world outside your window is becoming more diverse, all of a sudden, when, it, when the comics are doing that, you then start freaking out about it's woke, it's things like that, right? Because this is around the time of, of, of uh, started picking up right after this, I think, whereas the comic gate shit and all that, all that stuff, right? And so, yes. because I think, was this after this was all new, all different? Yes. Yes. Um, right. And people started complaining about that stuff. And here's the thing. Years later, it's the right choice. 
oh my god <laughs> like, dc's doing it now dc's right. doing it literally eight years later yes <laughs> right literally it's 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 that thing of it was the right choice you know and also the idea of companies becoming more and more bold of not feeling the need to bend to it right so disney learning from their star wars mistakes in the past and Instead of just expecting things to quietly go away, no, no, we're going to double down on this stuff and tell everybody, if you don't like it, stop listening, right? What we talked about before about them saying, hey, maybe we don't need to bend to China. You know? Dog, you, or, saw, this, you saw Dr. Strange numbers, right? Yeah, yeah. What is that, 900 million? What are we doing? Yeah. 900 million in 45 days without China or Russia. Yeah. Um, we're good. We don't need to bend, right? We're straight. This idea of, wait, we don't, because I think around this is uh, Secret Wars happened around the time that actually before Black Panther came out. Because Black Panther came out what 2018, 2018? I think so. Yes. That so sounds right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Came out. Yeah, so okay. that was another thing, right? When you hit Black Panther and Black Panther does some Black Panther numbers, you're like, wait a minute. So you mean, you know, these characters can sell, right? And yeah. And and like you said, we we see this all the time and and not just the the meetings we see, but you know, getting political, you have one party that is literally on some hold everything tight, make everything fear, fear everything, you know, you know, power over everything else. I mean, come on. <laughs> what are we doing? Right? And you also see how easy it is to have people sit there and go along with it, right? Well, you know, like Stephen says, he's good at playing God, right? Look, I couldn't have done it. That's all Stephen's like, look, I couldn't have done it, dog. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens when in nature hoards a vacuum. And what I, and it's just, I love that there's clearly so much care and thought and don't complain when your books get delayed anymore. Mm -hmm. There's a rash of complaints when this got delayed in the middle of it. Whew, it was worth it. Well, because I think originally it wasn't the plan to do six issues, and then they it was it was it was eight, and they gave them nine. Gave them nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, as long as it wasn't the shield delay, I think we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even like the fight is metaphor with Panther versus Doom. Like this mm -hmm. is, I'm just got it in front of me right now. Just fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just fantastic. Yeah, you get the scale, you get the idea of it, and and again, what I always love about all this stuff is just the the way Eggman tells the stories. You know, sometimes out of order. No, I mean sometimes, almost always out of order. Um, but then also how it always comes down to, you know, they say you know football sometimes a game of inches. These always come down to a game of of, of minutes, right? Like, mm -hmm. Panther was never going to defeat Doom. The idea was just to be a distraction to give Reed enough time, right? Which is the same thing that happens in Fantastic Four, which is the same thing that happens in S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, everything is a game of a few minutes, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We just need, just need a little bit of time. You know, change the scope of the battlefield. Change, um, uh, change what the expectations are and, and go forward from there. Like, even... When they started, you know, Maximus's charge as the prophet and things like that was only to buy them a little bit more time, right? It 
it was never going to work. And, and you see this when he started this with um, but an issue one when when the six one six when, when mm-hmm. you're in the six one six universe comes in and, and the maker is just like he's like yeah, yeah, yeah they were never sort of win that was never going to be a thing. Well, winning wasn't the point. Yeah. And he and he by himself built the same thing that the Future Foundation had built. Mm-hmm. The same life raft, yep. which is hilarious. Just the, the the parallel reads. It's hilarious to me, but it's also really interesting. <laughs> I just this whole thing. It's just so well done. Mm-hmm. It's 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 yeah, yeah. And like you said, the the, the few minutes, the the small pieces. It's a meta story. It's the meta commentary on society again and on the Marvel universe. You may not win. But you're pushing things forward for people who are, like that's the it's 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 a story about doing your part to as part of the whole. Well, well, not only that, let's let's go. To, you know, at the very end when when everything comes back and T'Challa takes the time stone as as goes back, he's there looking at the 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 future of Wakanda, right? And it's telling or the go- past. Honestly, it's the first issue of that, uh, New Avengers one. Exactly, and them going to the stars and expanding out there. But not just that, right? Him saying. Again, remember, up to this point, Wakanda's basically a closed society that does not share things with the other world and things like that. Him not coming out and saying, no, we're going to drag the rest of society to the stars with us, right? We're going to start sharing our things and, and, and be a part of the world instead of being closed off, which is exactly, again, having gone through what Victor has done, is exactly after what he did, right? Instead of closing yourself off, instead of 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 shielding yourself off from the rest of the world and saying, oh nope, this is we just protect ourselves, which is again is another philosophy of of T'Challa, right? We've seen this throughout all the stuff of, hey, you know, even me joining the Avengers was just to keep an eye on all y'all motherfuckers, right? This idea mm-hmm. of now, maybe it's time for us to join the world. Maybe it's time for us to be part of the larger society because us just being a closer society. Look what that got us, right? It destroyed us. <laughs> right? It destroyed Wakanda. Nobody came to help us because why? Mm-hmm. Right? Point. And so like him coming out here and saying not only are we going to start looking forward to the future and you guys are our future and going to the stars and looking at the younger generation to pass this stuff on but we're going to start sharing some of the things we have with the larger society because again it's for the greater good. It puts us in that place and instead of you know us Shielding ourselves from the rest of the world is part of that fear, right? It's part of that insecurity of we always have to be on guard. We always have to protect ourselves because there's always somebody out there to get us. Maybe, and you know, not going to say that's not true, but there's also a lot of good we can do from here. And, and what does that make us if we don't use some of that power for good going forward, right? And so there's that as well. And that's throughout this entire stuff here, you know, you know, that, that moment when I think it's him and um, Namor going into uh, Stephen's Sanctum and it's basically like, listen, at this point, like we're kings of nothing. So <laughs> I think at one point Namor's like, I can't believe, you know, I can't believe we took that entire ride and didn't kill each other. It's like, why? You know, look what that's gotten us. What's the point? What's the, yeah, point? What's the point now? <laughs> what's the point? We're both kings of nothing. But then we get pointed out very pointedly that T'Challa is still the king of the dead. 
Yes. <laughs> and, I love, and, I, and, I love, and I love the fact I love the fact that neighbor keep bringing them. It's like, you keep saying that. What the fuck does that mean? What does the fuck does that mean? Oh. Because <laughs> the zombies question this shit and, he, and then we're killed one. Right. You heard your fucking king get to work. Right. Oh, for glory. You're right. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. It's so good. It's it's so good. Like I said, it's just it's 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 a it's a great fun read. It's it feels rewarding. And again, even that moment of with Reed and the Future Foundation and them basically reseeding the multiverse, right? With Franklin, how he did it, right? Getting the same power that Victor had, but instead of keeping it all to himself, doing sharing. things with it, right? Sharing it, right? Yes. He's having his son shape the new worlds and things like that. And then he uses his power to throw them out there, but then also taking a piece of Reese so that Reese can become mm-hmm. whole again, right? Because one of the things that Victor didn't do as well, you know, keeping he Reese. He fix his friend. He right. fix his weapon. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Or looking oh. at him as a weapon, right? Mm-hmm. It is somebody that needed help. It, and again, it's just and, that, and the thing about it is that's how even Reed saw saw Victor, right? Someone who needed help, right? And even in the end, Victor having everything going back and fixing Victor's face, right? And then on a meta level, like Jonathan Hickman said, look, things got complicated in the universe. It's been a really weird run. Here, start over, make up some new rules because, and this is on some like weird Al and cosmology shit. You may want to skip it, but this is not a new multiverse. Technically, there have been eight iterations. Yes. It just go read Ultimates and go read. Yeah, Ultimates was uh, his champion's book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimates was. A great I do book. want to say one thing. I appreciate um, the star Miss Marvel, Iman Vellani, her passion about saying that the MCU can't be Earth six one six. Young girl's wrong. It can be whatever number it wants to be because post Secret Wars, the read the, the universe we're reading is not technically six one six. He tells you it's the new prime Earth. There is no 616, or there's no numbered 616 anymore. So, you know, just uh, maybe, maybe Feige knows what he's doing here, mm-hmm. which is also kind of terrifying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they were ready for that, for her to say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were ready for someone to be like, well, actually, and Feige would just throw secret wars in their lap, like, go read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh man, it's so good, so good. So, um, yeah. So we we we've come to the end of the Avengers portion of this, and um, Hickman takes a little bit of a break from from the Marvel universe, and then decides to come back for X Men. And and when Jonathan Hickman says, "I've been writing this X Men story since I was 13, you should be terrified. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, we're gonna come back. It's gonna be, we're gonna do one big episode. We're gonna cover yeah. House and Power, uh, and his uh X Men run, and just in general, some of the things he does in, on in X Men, and then go forward from there. So, and we're gonna try to stay with just the Hickman books, right? We're not yeah, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna try. We're gonna try. We're gonna try. We're gonna try. We're gonna try. Well, because I think yeah. even in that case, it's like just like this Hickman's X Men run. When you think about it. It really is, again, like Reed here, seeding the universe. His run kind of seeds what's going forward because now 
Hickman's not writing X-Men anymore, but it still feels like what Hickman did, right? And you're still building on that, and he's kind of left, walked away, you know? And that's, that's, that's based off of what he did on, 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 on X-Men. Like, he seeded a new, uh, a, a new uh, 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 storyline for, for the X-Men, and that's where we go through. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just stick to the Hickman stuff, but we'll obviously talk a little bit about some of the things we see and some of the other things coming out and things like that. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we'll do that and then, uh, we'll get back to, uh, there's several different things we said we were going to do. Um, maybe, I don't know if we'll do, I don't know if we'll do the X-Men one at the second part for this month. We might skip over. Maybe we do, let's do something from DC. Maybe want to do, uh, we did have this on the list. Want to do Nightwing? Yes. So let's talk, yeah, let's, let's talk great. Also. That Gotham Knight show is not happening. And as always, as a community, I rebuke it. I apologize for gassing it up. Uh, However, the game looks fire as shit, and I can't wait. It's so funny because I put we we talked about that as before. It was on the on the on the last time we did the Flash. We talked about it. You were like, "Yeah, I'm you know I'm gonna see you know they're getting me," and that was before the trailer dropped. And then the trailer dropped, and I think collectively everybody was just like, "Nope, kill it with fire." Yo, dog, (laughs) I was in until I wasn't. Now I'm not. Everybody saw that shit and was like, "Kill this shit with the hottest." Well, to you got a budget of eighteen dollars and a six pack of surge. To the point, it's Gothamdale. To to the point that the game was like, "Listen, um, Yo. we ain't got nothing to do with this shit. <laughs> We're not related." The game being like, "We have nothing to do with this." The game dropping October holiday, boy. Right. I was like, "Man, that was mean." Yeah, I. I don't, you know what it feels like? And again, we'll talk about this maybe when we do the flash on Super Tuesday, but it feels like, mm-hmm. um, feel like CW is, is like we said, it's CW probably for a sale, but it's like by going back to early, like early CW where it's just nothing but teen shows. Cause that's like, that does not feel like what we've gotten to with the Arrowverse shows or even what you have left. Like you still have the flash and you still have, uh, Superman and Lois. It doesn't feel like any of those. It feels like I, I wouldn't even say it's gonna feel. It feels like Riverdale because, like, I didn't watch Riverdale, but Riverdale seemed like a little bit more adult than what Gotham Knight seems to be going for. So I don't know, man. I don't know what anybody was thinking with that trailer because I haven't seen anything that bad since the fuck Batman trailer for 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 Titans, man. And even that, I can be like, oh, I can see why people still want to watch Titans. But yo, they they said a hook. It wasn't a hook that was going to catch me, but that at least had a hook, <laughs> right? Like that was a long. The, the hook on this one was Carrie Kelly saying he called me his little Robin, bitch. Oh. I, mm, <laughs> <stop>. <laughs> yo, I said bitch out loud. Yo, when, I <laughs> when I heard that, I I was never going to watch the show, and I wanted to throw something at the team. Um, I, wanted, like, to I wanted to watch the show. I was excited. I lied to myself. Oh my god! I, it's a long ass trailer too, and I'm like, this is a long ass trailer of nothing. Nigga, I was so hyped. I was like, ooh, two minutes. Let's go. Give me some. No, oh, no. no, wrong, no. all wrong, all no. wrong. So. All right. Anyway, folks. Yeah, we'll take a little break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll do. Uh, uh, we'll talk about Dick Grayson and Night- as Nightwing on uh, next character corner, and then we'll finish up Hickman uh, with with uh, a big one on X Men. So, again, folks, uh, thank you guys very much for listening to us. Uh, we got plenty of more stuff coming out, uh, so just stay tuned and make sure you subscribe. Character Corner Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. Next time we're out of here. Peace. Peace.